Everybody, welcome to another episode of Balance and Water. This is your girl Balance, and I'm here with my partner, Water. And we're here with you for another week. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm actually doing really well. Oh, I gotta get my back aligned. Like, what? I've been, I have been having trouble sleeping. You know how you know you just need your back aligned sometimes. Like, I go to chiropractor. Mm. That's what I need to do. Um, I already set up an appointment. Like it was so bad that I woke up this morning at like two, and I was looking up chiropractors close to me. Um, I haven't been aligned, like got my back aligned and stuff in years, and it's to the point now where like a massage is not gonna do it. I need to get my back cracked, so I got an appointment tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. That's I need that too. That's how I felt last week. Yeah, man. It's, send I, me the uh, send me that information. <laughs> I got you. I got you. It's been like I think you're supposed to go like twice a year, maybe three. Oh, you should. You're supposed to be going that often. Yeah, I thought so for a chiropractor. Just because you know when you sleep, you bend, you pick up things, you care. You're doing that on a regular basis, and even like our posture and stuff. Um, that's why they advise people to go. I think like twice a year. If not more than that, I remember when I was gone, when I was very active in basketball, I would go like at least once a month. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I think it just depends on how often, you know. How old you are. Yeah. I can't hit. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I turned 30 a week ago, and all of a sudden is now how old you get? Yep. Sure I, is. I've needed to go to the chiropractor a long time ago. I just procrastinated. So mm, okay. Yeah. Well, that age sure did remind you, didn't it? <laughs> it probably did. Like it was so bad that last night I like I decided to lay sideways on my bed. I put a pillow up under me. I it was just it was really uncomfortable. It was just my mm. back was just to the point where it's like I need to be fixed. So. I just got to, I got to go get that done. Um, and then I want to say this weekend, maybe next week, I haven't decided yet. I'm going to actually go and get a massage and a facial and stuff. So next, mm-hmm. so within the next week or so, it's going to be like self care for me. Okay. Get my body back in the way it needs to be. Okay. So yeah. Did you do anything this weekend? No, I recovered. <laughs> I'm still trying to recover shit. <laughs> I still got glitter in places. I'm trying to figure out how and why I still have glitter on my body from carnival. I don't understand this. It's just... and, and you shout and you shout every day, right? I shower twice a day. <laughs> still don't understand. Still got them in my lashes. I'm just over it, like. And it just makes me more and more depressed every time I see a piece of glitter because it means I want to go back and I can't. You want to go so, back and be a drunk. And not other than that, I've been fine. Didn't do anything this weekend. That's good. Yeah, that was pretty much the same for me. I just kind of took it easy. I was not doing any brunches. 
I mean, I went out to eat here and there. I went and had oysters, but that was, you know, it was kind of laid back. So I wasn't doing anything that required a lot of energy. That just was mm-hmm. not going to happen. So oh, I'm, a, a, I'm, I'm a certified thug now, too. How did you <laughs> forget? So I'm a certified thug now. So you got the certificate. So do you actually have the license now? No, bitch. I mean, I had to do the paperwork. <laughs> They sent the paperwork in. Jesus. Come on. Just wait. It's coming in the mail. Just hold on. Shit. (laughs) Well, I'm happy for you. Actually, I need to get mine. Like, I carry my gun regardless of having my shit. Like, because I'm going to still fire the bitch. Whether I got a license or not, it's going to shoot the same. With with or without it, it's still going to get shot if it needs to be shot. Um... But oh, I did. So I you took, a reckless thug is what you are. Okay, got it. I, I'm just the one. Well, if I need to use it, I'm gonna use it. Ain't no paper gonna stop me from firing my gun if I feel the need to fire it. So you gonna go ahead and take the bid? We gonna we gonna do. Look, we'll worry about that on the back end. But I want to live to east, at least do the bid. To be able to right. Right. I I'm, I don't want to take those chances. You know, at least I gotta fight if I survive. So. Okay. But yeah, that's good. I actually, I got mine. I did mine like last year, earlier last year. And the certificate, it doesn't, it doesn't expire. So I just actually have to go and do the paperwork. Yeah. And the reason why I didn't do it after I actually did the class and got the certificate was because it was like when COVID was going on and they only had one office. Mm-hmm. in our area that was doing it and they were so backed up that they were saying like oh you won't get your license to maybe ne- the fall which is this year um yeah. any time and stuff like that so i was like i might as well not even bother i'll just wait till you know things, things kind of down yeah. yeah and so that is something i need to do um matter of fact i need to get my tag too renewed um i decided to just wait till the end of the year end of the month yeah driving illegally I mean, technically, I have till the end of October. I've always, I've always lived that way. Okay, when you get that one asshole police officer who tells you you don't, you were supposed to get it done when the day before your birthday. You know, this old age it just slipped my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try to to use that now, (laughs) ma'am. Ma'am, oh, now you're old. Okay. I am infamous for getting my tag the end of the month. Like, my birthday's on the 12th, so there's really no I excuse. Too. You, ain't, you don't have to explain nothing to me. I know. So, <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> and every day I come, like, I wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to get my tag today. And I just deliberately Why do not do it. Why do you not do, do it online? I could. And that's usually, that's how I've been doing it for the past few years, but I feel like I just need to do it in the month. I feel like I have time. The older you get, the more irresponsible you get. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Chuck? Yeah, so if you guys remember and you listened last week, we discussed um, if we felt that those raised off of survival could be with someone raised off of love and vice versa. And then we talked about... Um, ways or reasons that we would stay with someone raised off survival if they had a way to heal if they acknowledge their healing mechanisms um and things of that nature um and this week we did state that we were going to discuss how can you address your own issues and realizing when you need help how can you 
how do you acknowledge you need um, to heal yourself from your own trauma? Um, I just kind of want to discuss that because a lot of times we do a great job of pointing out others' flaws um, and where others have shortcomings that a lot of times we overlook our own issues. Not just saying you and I, but just people in general. Um, ways to heal themselves and acknowledging that they need issues. Um, and actually, it's kind of ironic that the whole new trend right now is red flags. All over social media, you have everybody posting a statement and then put a red flag afterwards. It's pretty much everybody noticing all the red flags in someone else, but I rarely see anyone post a red flag that they are. Mm. So I was because we're selfish human beings, and we don't want to acknowledge that we may be <laughs> the toxic person. I mean, extremely toxic, and that's <laughs> that was actually the word I was going to use. Is toxic. That is extremely toxic to point out all the flaws. I've seen a number of people who've done the little trend of what's a red flag, and they've had like 10 of them that they've done in a row. And I'm like, well, gosh, you notice this, and everybody, well, what are your red flags? Like, what are you. But then I also have the thing like, if you are dealing with so many people, or if all the people around you have all these red flags, or you. Like, I've seen them and I've read them and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're you fun. laugh, right? Yeah. But I can never say, not for everyone that I've read, that I've come in contact with a person who did this or does that or any of those things, right? Right. right. Um, my red flags look a little different because I'm Caribbean, so it'd be the Caribbean ones. And I, I agree to all of them. I've been a part <laughs> of all of those. The other ones, not so much, right? But how are you coming in contact with so many people with issues. Yeah. It may be you. Yeah. I feel like because I feel like a lot of people, they actually contribute to those type of red flags because of their own red flags. So Mm -hmm. it could be when you bring your red flags or your toxicity to another person and you guys interact, it causes the other person to react a certain way that of course it's not going to be to the liking of you. But mm-hmm. it was due to your own issues or toxicity that you brought to the table first that triggered that person to be that way with you. And so yeah. how do you know, how would you go about it? Like after you reflected and you're able to notice everybody else's red flags, would that prompt you to look at yourself first or but next? That's the thing. You, you can't even go around noticing anybody's anything Hmm. until you've looked at yourself first Hmm. because the selfishness in us is going to to do that right it's gonna make you see everybody's stuff first but if you're really in a point in your life where you're trying to do better and be better just all around you will look at yourself first before you start looking at other people you will look at why your relationships didn't work out why you know you can't deal with your co-workers and you get fired from your job all the time why Hmm. You know, whatever you're gonna look at those things before you start pointing the finger to anybody, right? And, and th- that's what you should do if you are. If you're in a place to enough. heal, I feel like if you're in a place to heal first, um, if you're in a place of healing, you'll absolutely be able to look at yourself and say first, okay, what did I do that maybe triggered this person to be this way with me? Right. What did I do or? 
was it my actions? Was it my words? What caused this person to be this way to me? Not, not, that's not saying that when people, you know, they are triggered or whatever happens that you're always the cause, but your first reaction should be to look at yourself in the mirror first and say, what did I do? Yeah. Because a lot of the times, like your worst situations with people, if you have done your healing and you've gotten yourself, you know, together, you, you will see the situation completely different. Right. You you'll be able to see where you were wrong. You will be able to see maybe why a person reacted or treated you a certain way. Mm -hmm. All of those things will come into perspective a whole lot clearer than you on the opposite side of uh your your resurrection of your new self in a sense i guess right um but if you're still in this cloudy you know i call people their fairy tale life where they think they, they don't do anything wrong and right then you'll constantly keep having these same issues you'll never see how you're contributing to it whether it's positive or negative mm -hmm. um and then you're because what happens is you go and you try to talk to people about, oh, well, this has happened with me and so and so. And if that person doesn't agree with you, now you mad at that person because <laughs> they don't see it your way. It, right. it becomes a whole thing. Right. And it's you. Right. So, yeah. It's not, it's I, not anybody else. It's you. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So that, that definitely is the first step to acknowledging your own healing is actually being acceptive and receptive of your own flaws first. Um, and a lot of times those are the individuals that become almost similar to those raised off of survival where they're just in complete denial and they're not open to whatever constructive criticism may come their way. Cause let's be honest, we all have flaws. We all have sh issues, some big, some small, but we all have some type of trigger that may happen. Um, mm -hmm. hell I may eat an oxtail and it may trigger me to remember an ass whooping I got when I was younger. And my mom was cooking oxtails. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But we may all have them. And it's about how, realizing how to address them and being open to the different thought processes of others when we're dealing with, the, with these triggers. A lot of times, you know, people are not, they always try to mask or hide their triggers and issues. So mm -hmm. when you hide them and some of that toxicity comes out or someone is able to see it that's when the issue starts to arise because you're still in denial you're still trying not to address yeah, the vulnerability yes you've you've exposed that vulnerability within yourself right. that you thought you were covering up and so many well, people not, not that you were necessarily i wouldn't say covering up but that you were just you you were protecting yourself from you know what your the thoughts that, that that comes up with that right so how would you how would you start to heal from that i mean first first before anything else i tell everybody get professional medical help like you need to go talk to a therapist you need to um we need to stop the stigma of feeling like you know um I'm not about to sit here and tell people my business or <laughs> thinking that if you go get therapy that you're crazy or, you right. know, it's not, need a, to it's stop not, that. It's not but, a psyche um, valve. It's not a psyche valve unless no. you're real crazy. I mean, they do. No, right. absolutely. Your first, your first, uh, 
appointment, they are going to do a psyche valve. They have to. Right. It's just like how the doctor, when you go the first time, they make you go do blood work so that they can see everything that's going on in your body. They're doing a psyche valve to make sure am, am I, what level of stability is this person <laughs> in right now. They usually ask you that something recently within the last two weeks or month traumatic happened to you. If it's not that, okay, fine. We know we don't have to deal with something directly right now. Okay, now let's see what amount of crazy is she? Right. How unstable is she? Is she a, a threat to herself or other people? They're right. going to go through all of those things before they have, you know, start with regular conversations with you. Right. And but, and, and that's normal. So, now that that this just to be clear, that is normal just to make standard. sure that just to make sure that your own thoughts, your own triggers have not consumed you. So right. that's what that that's what that psych eval is for. It's not where they're putting you in a straitjacket and you're yeah, no, screaming no, no. down the hallway. No. no, it's not that. It's it's basic, basic one hundred and one psych. Let's see where this person is. Are they unstable? Do we need immediate um, like do we need immediate uh medication right now? Do we need <laughs> to do some kind of treatment? What what is needed? Right. If this is just basic like I'm just coming in because I've been having issues or, you know, anxiety or whatever, then that's you know, they get past that to get to what we what you're really here for. Period. Right. right. But then I think we need to be a little bit more understanding and um how should i say it I, I feel like we put a lot of weight and pressure on our own selves individually and i feel like we need to start forgiving ourselves yep. more yep. so that we can be more receptive to help i agree i agree the whole getting that weight off the monkey off of our own back that we placed there because of, I don't know, these unrealistic standards or these unrealistic um, thought process that we have for ourselves. A lot of times we tend to um, pretty much do more damage to ourselves than anyone else can do to us. Um, when we mm -hmm. go through things, we tend to feel like we shouldn't have went through it or we shouldn't have allowed it to happen. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of things in life you don't allow to happen. Mm -hmm. And we have to realize that it's not your fault all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, things are going to happen that are outside mm -hmm. of your control. You can be the strongest man or woman in the world. You can lift all the weights that you want, but still people can hurt you to the point where it affects your mental. Right. And you're able to acknowledge that look i've been hurt i think that is the the next step to just acknowledge that you've been hurt it's okay to say that you've been hurt sometimes to yourself right. we are hurting right now those words hurt me some people say you know sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me sometimes words do hurt depending on what was said how deep it cut Mm -hmm. You know, it could have been someone that you tell a lot of your information to your personal business and you trusted them with your life. And, you know, one situation arose and they were able to throw something that was so dear to you back up in your face and it could have really hurt you. But mm -hmm. acknowledge it, accept it. If you have to take a week to yourself to just process what was said to you in the way and the manner that it was done, 
it'll help you understand, okay, now I need to, I need to grow from this. How -hmm. can I grow? And so this doesn't happen anymore. Not saying put up a huge brick wall where you never tell anyone anything else, but you have to find out a healthy way to cope with that. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. we don't want to cope with it. We want to try to erase it and you can't erase things that have happened. And if we can't erase it, then we want the other person to pay. So we try to hurt them just as bad or as what we're feeling. And so that that will get you nowhere because you can't go living life just being revengeful. Right. Because, you know, it puts it puts more onto you being revengeful. It hurts you more. That's that's very heavy to to carry. Yeah. On a day to day thinking about how I'm going to get back all the people who did things to me and sometimes get back, uh, hurt the people who didn't do anything to me. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. That's not something that you could teach somebody and it's people have to be willing and accepting. Right. You know, and I think today it's just so much easier. Like it's real funny to me how now, like as big as mental health is a thing, it's also now being used as the biggest excuse also. Yes. Yes. Like, that's I the agree. first thing people like to be like, oh, well, I have trauma. Right. Well, but everybody got trauma. <laughs> but, but you also, you don't get to just frivolously say that. Right. With no action. Because the minute that you're able to acknowledge that you have trauma. Right. Is when now the responsibility of you healing and getting that fixed starts. Right. It's on you. Some right. people have trauma and don't even know it. Right. So those who know they have trauma and are using that as a reason why why I'm so angry and why I'm so this and why because I have trauma or I've been through stuff. Well, you know how many times do you get to keep saying that till you're expected to put the steps together to get it fixed and healed and so I'll that think- you can stop using that as an excuse. I don't even think they can get that as an excuse unless it's something that they're just not learning to deal with. When you hear someone using that as an excuse, you know, my trauma, this is why I do what I do. Or this is why I'm so hurtful to other people because of what I've been through. You don't know what the world has done to me. At that point, you're choosing not to be a better you. At that right, because, you you know, you can also hear it on the flip side. You yeah. People, when they say, you know, I have a testimony, right? And mm-hmm. they'll be like, I went through all of these things mm-hmm. and look at, you know, where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a different way. You're not using your trauma as your excuse. You're not using it as your, your comfort or your crutch. You're none of that. Right. You're telling people, like, I had no choice but to push through. Right. Whether they did it in a healthy way or not, whether they had to hit rock bottom or not, they acknowledged that I did have an issue and I had to pass, push through it to mm-hmm. get to here. Right. So, yeah. but the ones who just love to just always bring up the trauma and, oh, this happened to me and this happened, and I've been through this. And I've been like, okay. Right. That, I'm sorry <laughs> that you went through that. <laughs> I hope you've forgiven yourself for whatever you've gone through. But at some point, we can't just keep talking about this. Right. I agree. They just, I think at that point, they like the sympathy and the comfortability of getting that sympathy from others. Because once you, most times, once you acknowledge the situation. But are you and, getting sympathy from others? How many people think, are so sympathetic? 
I mean, I don't think you and I are the best example. So we're going <laughs> to... What type of sympathy? Because, like, you can tell somebody in the moment, they'd be like, dang, that's really... That's tough. I'm sorry that right. you had to go through that. But what else are you getting from them after that? Nothing from them, but you. They, I think they fall in love with the reaction of sympathy from others. So of remorse it, and empathy. Yeah, like, they they realize that now I can get the pat on my back for what I've been through. Use that for, so that in the future, if I ever have to be away, they're going to understand that. Cause you really mm-hmm. have those people who just feel really bad for those that have gone through very traumatic things. Now, as we said before, we all go through things, but some, you know, their issues or things or traumas are a little bit different than others. Some of them are a little bit more heavier than others. Right. Right. So if they're able to tell a story and, you know, give you a little cry at the end of it, it gets people in their feels. They start mm. to feel for you. They mm. sympathize with you. You shouldn't have had to go through that. What can we do mm. to make me feel better? So when you constantly get that reaction from different individuals, it builds a comfortability to where See, people should wants, understand. pity all the time? That I think that and is that's what it really comes like. That yeah. is pitiful. I don't want to yeah. be looked at in a not to say that trauma isn't real and that people shouldn't acknowledge it, but I don't want to be the pitiful person that every time I come around, everybody has to look at me in this like sad, oh my gosh, you know what she's going through, you know what she's been through. Like, I don't want that. I agree. I don't want to carry that cloud around. I think that is a a type of mental illness, to be honest. Me personally, now this hasn't been diagnosed, but I feel like that's a part of a mental illness because once you start soaking up reactions and you start being a certain way based on your story, I feel like those that I have encountered that have given me an initial story with their background and they've gotten that, you know, I'm sorry you had to go through that. They constantly give you sad stories moving forward. Even if it's, it, it becomes a situation where it consumes their mental, where they feel like they always have to give a sad story to get though that that empathy from others. Yeah. See, and for me, I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> and it's and you like I said before, you have those people that just you know they're so sympathetic because the stories get better and better it's almost like a fairy tale but with terrible <laughs> endings because they get so they're good living in a fairy tale in their head right. and that is not that's not how it's mental and i've i've come across a person that was that way like yeah i know a few they the stories would just get like worse and worse like you mm-hmm. and in my head i'm like okay you know the beginning you know where you grew up and things i can get that but now as an adult you're still going through yeah very... it's like come on now every freaking time we talk there's it's something right you just you just don't ever have a good day <laughs> now, and no matter what day i can call you 12 o'clock on a tuesday i can call you eight o'clock at night on a friday <laughs> right it could be the lord's day on a no day <laughs> every day is something <laughs> like how about so it, it has gotten to the point where people like, as soon as I see I know that's bad because it's kind of like I'm dismissing but I get tired of hearing the same thing but it, like as soon as I see that they are about to start with that I'm like but you're alive right right but you woke up this morning and you're alive and it makes so, us feel like assholes or yeah at least- but I have to do sometimes you have to put that into perspective for people because it's just so easy to complain about everything all day every day right 
And, and, and like, what are you getting from it? Like, you it, can have your core people that you like, if you having a shitty day and you need to just vent right. and stuff. I get that. But every time you see random people, regular people ask you just merely, how's your day? It's a thing. Right. Why? Right. And that's why I say, like, I think it's a, that part is a mental illness where they become soaking. They're, they're so engulfed. They victimize themselves. Right. Now they're the victim. And now they're feeling like I don't need to change. And the way that I am is because of what I've been through. And the more they make up these stories, it becomes these, like they start living in them. And but you know, also a lot of, um, a lot of older people do that too. So like, You'll see, like, you'll hear people be like, oh, Susie ain't been right ever since Leroy left her. You know, it's like, <laughs> and and that's the thing, or like, you yeah. have mothers who do that, like, when your daddy left me, your daddy was with that woman. You know, right. it's a, our life would have been different. holding on to that. And so for their whole life, all you're hearing is somebody making excuses as to why they, they never did the things they wanted to do in life or right. why they never, you know, excelled in whatever. Right. right, and I'm like, no, you stop telling your kids these things. Yes, I'm because glad then you brought they to make. Am I going to live in this story for the rest of my life, or am I going to live on the other side of this story? And you know, especially if you're going to have kids, like, are you going to condition? You can. That's generational curse in a sense, or and trauma. Not, it's not wealth. It's trauma, it's, and it's and it's all yeah. and it's and it's like they use those words as an excuse instead of trying to, like we talked about earlier, growing from your situations, acknowledging it. And when they get older, and say, for instance, the mom never panned out to be anything because she um, was so hurt by the dad that she felt like she couldn't go after her goals to get her degree and start this company she wanted, so she stayed as the cash the cashier at the Dollar Tree, and the daughter watched her sulk her whole entire life, or the son. And they feel like they need to take care of their mom because she's never had anybody since her dad left. And now the kids have this hatred <laughs> for the dad. And now they're out here like, it's a feeling whole like thing. yeah, they're feeling like they can't, they don't have all opportunities because they need to stay back and take care of their mom. Because if they leave, they'll feel just like their dad by abandoning her. Yeah. It's that I've literally guilt. seen a whole... <laughs> It was really sad. A whole generation of three generations of women. It was like a mother, the daughters, the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, y'all all are pathetic. Y'all are all <laughs> sitting here just, woe is me, woe is me, I hate men because of the one thing. And then it trickled down to everybody. So nobody has had their own life experiences. We're all stemming everything from what happened to grandma yep and that's, that's crazy that's that's a part of that mental illness you know that once you allow it to consume you this is what you're getting this is what you're getting when you allow it to consume you instead of growing from you as we're talking about mm-hmm. because if you're allowing this to consume you it becomes a part of your life to discuss it to believe in it like in order for something to like they say manifest if you you want to manifest great things you have to constantly believe it and talk about it and and do do right by it it's the same thing about toxicity and you know living your life in trauma 
If you constantly think about it, if you're constantly soaking about it, if you're constantly reliving it by telling that story, but in a pity way, you're going to keep staying in it and living from it. You're mm-hmm. now leaving, you're li- li- giving this trauma the ability, the ability to be a living organism within you. And yeah. all it does is transfer to anyone else that is around you and radiates. Because if you don't know any better and you're constantly hearing something, you know, what are you going by? And that's that generational curse where they place that trauma on the generations after them. I also think you, you, you get to choose whether you're going to hold on to this generational curse. Like you see growing up, you see the, 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 the trend mm-hmm. within the women in your family or how your family is, or maybe the men, whatever. You don't have to accept that curse. You you don't have to put it on you. You don't. You, you get the choice to say, nah, like, I'm not about to be a part of that. Like, I get that that's where your life is, but I want more. Right. But I think that what makes it fall in line is if the other individuals has one situation that's similar to what they've heard. So if if you have one situation, it justifies everything. It justifies what your grandma told you, what grandma went through. And now you're back to believing in that. And you can't even say, you know, I've had different experiences because now that one experience has traumatized you. And now grandma was right. Men aren't shit. They're all, they're all going to leave you. They're all dogs. That that's gonna be the stigma because that's you've already had that seed planted in you, and it just took that one experience to allow that that dead flower to to rise. And so now you're just you're just holding on to it. And a lot of times that just come from those that you know that don't want to see more. And those don't even they don't even understand that that is a trauma. They don't understand they need help, that there's a bigger world, there are bigger situations, there are more situations that you should be encountering. You know, not saying they're all going to be good, but you still have a lot more experiences in you that they don't just end with that that one situation that your grandma told you about and that you went through. I think you also have a responsibility with yourself to separate yourself from people who you know need to get help. We have a tendency of staying around Mm -hmm. to try to help people through stuff. Well, we did. It's not necessarily our job. Well, we did mention that last week that, you know, healers, they tend to, you know, attract broken individuals. And that comes as friends. people, People be scared to tell individuals like, yo, you ain't right. And because you're not right, I can't allow that. Like, I've done the work that I need to do. Right. And you now need to do your own work. Right. And I can't be a, I can't be around. Me being around you is going to be a distraction. Um, You're going to not be focused. Like, you need to... You need to be by yourself. Right. And so... Yeah, you got to be able to say that. I mean, it could be the best dick of your life, but <laughs> in person to have the best conversation, they may be, you know, the most attentive and loving and caring person to you, but they're not doing that 
to them for themselves. Right, right. Yeah. So you have to be able to say like, nah, I'm, I'm out. I can't. We can't do this. Yeah, I, I I totally agree that people have to be more honest and stop being afraid of hurting each other's feelings, um, because a lot of times that's what stop stops us from helping someone else where you're afraid because you feel like they're a fragile individual and you know they'll break or they'll mm-hmm. go into sometimes you have to realize that you have to do something in order for them to have a better situation or a better future because stop telling people that they complete you yeah stop stop looking for happiness in other people yeah that's like, the main thing that's the main thing a lot of those things like you're doing that so that you don't have to deal with what what's arising in your spirit and you can't do that you gotta address whatever your shit is so that you really can appreciate fully this other individual right and the crazy thing is is that when you tell someone that you need them that leaves either you or them or both of you open to being hurt because you're going to get let down so i don't want i don't i don't want to be needed yeah (laughs) I don't. That's a lot of pressure, yo. It is. My, you know, the minute you say, I'd be like, okay, what day? What day you need me? Okay, because all I got really is like Tuesday at one <laughs> and Thursday around seven. Because <laughs> what what kind of need you need? Like, what you want me to do? You want me to rub your back? Like, what you want me to do? You want me to right. give you words of affirmation? For an hour, what, you, what do you mean you need? Because I don't, I don't help you breathe. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't wake you up. I don't put you to sleep. I, like so, what is it? What I shouldn't <laughs> be that much of a necessity. And and I tell people this all the time: you have to come into whatever situation it is a whole person. Right. You can't look for your your wholeness from someone else. Because you're setting yourself up for that failure that you're, you, the trauma that you're running from. Because you, you're running from the trauma of people leaving you or abandoning you or letting you down. And so now you're trying to place that burden on someone else, but you're not leaving them much wiggle room. They're going to try to be the best that they can be for you. But at the same time, they don't realize. Well, there's going to be times that they're not going to be available. Yep. So you telling me you can't function, you can't live, you can't be who you need to be without this person? No. Nope. Or without these people or without somebody, you know, constantly, you know, affirming you and telling you that you're great or what you you can't you can't live, you can't function? And, and what's going to happen is that as soon as they let you down one time, maybe something small where they yeah. said they're going to pick you up something to eat and they just totally forgot to, and they passed by all the restaurants and they came home. Now you have, we wouldn't do the, <laughs> these subliminal messages right. on social media and shit. Right. And, that, and that's all because you came in a situation, not completely whole yourself and depended on someone else to be a whole for you. And they can't complete you. Or sometimes trying to replace whoever the last person was. Right. Yeah. So whatever, um, whatever, whatever unhealthy relationship you had last time when she was out here doing all these things to make you complete. Now you're looking for me to come and replace that. Right. And I'm not looking to complete nobody. Right. I, I didn't, I didn't ask for that. 
I did not. I didn't ask for that job position. I did not fill out an application for that. Yeah. No fuck. Right. In order to complete you means I had to take something out of my own self, my own wholeness, to watch you be complete. But those are individuals that end up having a toxic situation because neither because one of them are whole from each other yeah they're, they're both they're both draining each other no one's whole so they're all pulling different things from one another and they're draining each other at the same time and they have not fixed each other I mean by themselves separately they haven't fixed themselves separately mm-hmm. and so they end up feeling like they need to fix the person they're with and they're not strong mm-hmm. enough to fix anybody because they're not even fixed yeah and then they have children and and now this is a whole toxic family. Right. And then they're trying right. to make it work because they want the family dynamic that they were unable to have. Right. But they are going about the steps totally wrong. Mm-hmm. So now you have a revolving cycle with people that don't even know that they have trauma and issues and how to even address them. Because at that point, they have not even acknowledged that they have real issues. Right. They feel like, you know, I need to be stronger for the person been going through a lot. They've gone through a lot, so I need to be strong for them. Yeah. But they're like a, you know, a crack away from glass shattering. Right. How can you, how can you hold up another piece of glass when you have this crack down the middle of you? Exactly. But you would have to be unselfish enough to see that I'm expecting something from an individual that I know does not have what it's what I need. You got to look at people for who they are. And like, I'm really expecting this man who has his own stuff mm-hmm. to come help me through mine. Right. You could be supportive. Yes. That you could be there and help me through my, my therapy or whatever I have to go through. Right. But I can't expect to pull from you. And I definitely can't expect to pull from you every day while we're together. Right. That's not fair. Right. So I think that's the next step or, you know, as we just discussed, like making sure that before you get with anyone or before you take on the burden of anyone else or don't even take on the burden, but make sure that you're a complete person before you interact with anyone else. Because it it it'll tend to drain you, whether it's a friend. Don't try to be the pick me up friend and carry all the baggage from your friend that needs all this mental help. It's gonna drain you. It has to be two complete people that are willing to just be there for one another. Because it's less of a burden of, you know, having to fulfill these roles with them, but more so because it's it's an option at that point. Where if you're not available to talk at this time you don't have to worry about them possibly wanting to commit suicide. That's, and and don't, but even though you can't, you can't, you can't feel guilty. You can't hold that to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like right. people are going to do what they, they're going to do. And you, you cannot feel bad that you aren't there to pick people up all the right. time. Right. Even though, that's what they have, um, like, put you in that bubble. Like, that. that's what your group of friends has said. You're the person I call when I'm down. Or you're this. You don't always have to accept that role. Exactly. Like, I, I, I've learned to tell my friends, like, 
I'm I'm not a landfill today. <laughs> I, you're not, you're not going to come and just throw your trash on me today. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. It's, it this is just not a good day for me. <laughs> because it 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 becomes a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you have to every day like you're you're the one that everybody comes to to dump. Right. To vent, to cry, to help me through my life, through all, you sometimes you just have to say, Not today. Right. You know, unless they are suicidal, that's different. You gotta pull that shit out of you somehow. Right. Of course you won't want but even 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 in that, you can't even you can't hold yourself responsible for that either because people are gonna do what they wanna do. Right. Because it's gonna be a day that they're gonna call and you can't answer. Right. And you can't be mad at yourself if you know what I'm saying? If something if happens. They do do something crazy like that. But Right. We just gotta hold some sort of grace. Like we, we really need to stop putting all these expectations on people and understand that there are a lot of people out here that are not doing the work and you don't have to be a part of that. Right. I agree. I agree. So I mean I hope that you guys actually take into consideration um some of these like I consider them helpful. I know we're not therapists mm-hmm. ourselves, but we try to be as helpful as we can be to everybody. Um, <laughs> these helpful tips on possibly acknowledging your own trauma, um, ways to help yourself and not actually using your own trauma as an excuse or a crutch, um, throughout mm-hmm. life. You don't want whatever you're going through to be a living organism. Um, and you don't want it to spread on. So, be the person where whatever you're going through, it stops and ends with you. Yep. That's all I have to say for the most part. Um, you so you going to fix your shit? Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to start, I'm going to start by, you know, I'm going to break a generation. Well, I'm going to break my own curse by getting my tag sooner. I'm going to get my tag renewal tomorrow. I. <laughs> that's going to be the first thing that I'm going to do. Because um, I can't, I can't okay, well, continue that's, to that's do a this. Step forward. It is, you know, it's a small one, the but acknowledgement and the effort. Yeah, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. That means a lot. Yeah, probably the twentieth, because that's an even number. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I like doing things on even numbers, even days. See, making excuses. You see, it's just it's a comfortable. I'm still growing. <laughs> I'm still growing. <laughs> I, I hope you say that when you get pulled over. Yeah, same thing when you get pulled over. <laughs> but sure, it, I'm growing. Yes, God has got me. He's working on me. <laughs> but anywho, um, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, iPad, MacBook, um, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, and also SoundCloud. You can email us at balanceofwater at yahoo.com or balanceofwater at gmail.com if you have any topics you want to discuss or if you have any questions or anything for us um, you can also follow um, our Instagram down below at balanceofwater and you'll also see both of our personal pages as well you have anything else that you want to say to the people? no, be good to yourself yes, be good to yourself forgive yourself live free so we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye